Welcome to the district. I am writer and director Zell Gaiman, and I'm with the lovely Akia McKnight, writer and producer. You are now inside the district. Episode 205, Moons Envy the Sun. It's also written by Zell Gaiman. Um, so this episode truly is uh, a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a <laughs> lot happening once again. And I think it's good that it's keeping it rolling um, through the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. A lot did go on in this episode. Yes, a lot. <laughs> let's let's start from um, Veronica and Margot kind of really having like their they're real to me like their real first big fight as friends like serious fight right um right um you can tell i feel like this that argument revealed a lot like you can tell they weren't friends from like high school mm -hmm. like you can tell they became good friends in adulthood um just by the way they they talk to each other like they kind of like always when when they're around they kind of like do things like cook for each other and watch tv like that you only do that in adulthood like when you got right. somebody like you know that's been down forever you still don't you don't look forward to them things you know what i'm saying they kind of still look that's a good point they still kind of look forward they they look forward to like chilling at each other's house you know what i'm saying making an event of watching tv you know what i'm saying and cooking for each other like if y'all been down since i was like in sixth grade like it's just like all right I was hoping to hear questions like that, but of course the sun rises and sets on your ass. You serious? No, bitch. I'm for real as hell. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Have fun at your little Afro conference. My little Afro conference? What? Is it a big Afro conference? I wouldn't know. Walking in your house. Because even it, it's explained that uh, she's knocking on the door and Veronica's like, dude, she knows it's open. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're getting to that point. But it's not all the way there yet. Like, they haven't bust through that threshold. Right. I, I definitely like that. Um, I was definitely excited to uh, about the Afro tech, about Veronica. It's, Veronica kind of is starting to at least try to figure out what she wants she's to do. She's coming into her own. She, yeah, she's coming into her own. Um, what made you decide to um, make her kind of be interested in technology? Um, I just everybody loves veronica and yeah. you just want to add a season two we you know i just wanted to add another layer to veronica you know in season one you've seen her kicking ass in chess now you kind of see her interested in tech and it's one of those things where it's like just hearing veronica you would assume she's a bird right but if you really which is a bad misconception and if you listen to veronica like actually speak like listen to what she's saying not how she speaks yeah she's she's a very intelligent like even person. in season one she played chess right how many women can say they know how to play chess ass. yeah it was kicking ass for money right um and it's one of those things where it's like if you if you listen to her talk she's a very intelligent person and i just wanted to add a layer to that I, man you know tech is booming right now right you know what i'm saying so it's like why not an intelligent person would want to be on that wave exactly you know what i'm saying like you 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 just it's just the way the world is moving and veronica's is an intelligent person that's on that same track and i think uh to me uh when we were talking about it in the writers room i think it fell in line because it's kind of like she's already a, a very intuitive person uh she catches on to things really quickly and she very pays attention quickly. and i think that those are some attributes that most people in technology do have people who are intelligent do have um 
But I was ex- I'm just excited to see uh, Veronica help change the narrative of what an intelligent black woman looks like is. I think that there, sounds like. it sounds like there's there's so many um, layers to us, and I'm just excited to s- continue to see her grow. Um, so we know during the argument, she you know she turns her down. She's not gonna go with Margot to the wedding anymore. Right. Um, which is a which is a big um deal for Margot to go to her dad's wedding. Alone. So, <laughs> alone. Alone. Uh yeah, because um it's a big deal because she even tries to get Cordero to go with her in this episode. Yes. You know, like she's to the point where Margot seems desperate. You know what I'm saying? Like Veronica is a genuine invite plus one. Father even asked, like, you know, who you bringing? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not bringing Namdi, I would assume it to be Veronica. Yeah. Um Veronica, you know, obviously has her own plans. And Cordero, you know, Cordero strikes again, man. He doesn't feel that that's, uh, you know, that's that's conducive to their relationship. How so? I figured you sucked. Nope. Just one of the many things my father taught me growing up. Well, there goes my confidence and smooth transition into the corny, this is how you hold a stick move. <laughs> Where was this energy the other night? Hey, I'm not that guy. I'm not into frivolous sex. Oh, no? Nope. Some things should remain sacred, and sex is one of them. Are you a virgin? No. (laughs) Impotent? Just skip past celibacy, huh? Maybe I'm saving myself for marriage. Well, are you? No. Cordero is the most interesting man in the world. Man. He really so, is. So you just got to make him interesting by the page. We want to actually create Cordero in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the archetype of what Cordero's character is. What do women really, really want or claim to want? <laughs> we don't, we still don't know, but, you know, he's a good start. <laughs> right, right, right. You just want to add a little add a little layer to Cordero as well. So we also meet Aubrey, um, who is... Margot's new stepsister. Right. Who who was the inspiration behind Aubrey? Because Aubrey, even uh, writers room, I was like, Aubrey is so annoying. Like, who is she? Aubrey is every annoying person that you've ever met <laughs> in an awkward situation. Like, she she doesn't. I can't point to a single Aubrey because I know so many. Yeah. We might work with these people. We might go to school with these people. But at one point or another, we've come across that person where it's like, all right, bro, just just back up, calm down, you know breathe you know so it's kind of like she just the embodiment of the nuisance that you got to deal with when you're forced to be around them like Margot has to be around her now because she's in the family right you know what i'm saying you go clock in and somebody the person in the cubicle next to you just has to sit there and it's like oh my god i'm stuck with these people so she's just that person we love you too sweetheart an added bonus to having a new wonderful father is inheriting an amazing sister Margot, I know we didn't meet before today, but I look forward to finally having the big sister I've always wanted. <clears throat> well, no one wants to follow that lovely speech. I think it also, in this episode, we see how Margot has become the outsider or the loner. That's very true. Um, because of all the things that are happening, people who are moving on in their lives. And she's um, alienating them. Yeah. She's she's definitely alienating them. And she's also developing a habit. You know, we see Margot turn to the bottle more and more um, as the season has progressed. And it's 
starting to rear his ugly head. Like, yeah. You know, so. For sure. It's definitely getting, um, we definitely see Margot start to spiral. Um, but And that happens in people's lives. It definitely does. I so think, I think it's relatable. Yeah. I think in some way, shape, or form, it happens in everybody's life. Like, where you feel like you're just out of control of what's going on. Um, it's going to be, I, th- I think it's going to be a test of her character. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. You know. What's, what's also out of control is Congressman Davis wanting his little boy in his room and Jackson actually delivering this. You're about to see some shit you don't need to be seeing. If he touch you or ask you to touch him, scream. Okay? I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. Hello. Oh, come on. Don't be shy. Don't bite. Come on in. That was tough. I'm not gonna lie. That was that was tough to um, that was a tough, tough couple of days of putting that you know putting that out there, um, but it's it's a reality that's going on in the world, um, in much more extreme ways than what's depicted in in this episode, but um, I just think it just goes to show the underbelly of affluent people of power taking advantage of of that power taking taking advantage of poor people right exactly you know, like um and as ugly as it is it just is happening it's happening today it's happening tomorrow it's happening yesterday so and as we were talking about you know we see margo drinking more and more and then margo you know her going to work as a flight attendant drunk and you know one of the passengers almost dying like what did you have to um, research or read to kind of like understand how the the actual flight attendant um, procedures were when, if someone's like in trouble or is in a health you know emergency? Um, it was more so like a mashup of reading up on policies and procedures of um, of not only airplanes but just like public spaces. Period. Um, being someone who's worked as um, worked in a in a youth detention center. Like you gotta, they gotta train you on all this type of stuff. Um, anyway, so I was already kind of like versed in knowing allergies for certain people and what to give them, how to you know administer an EpiPen and, and stuff like that. So it was kind of like, and I've actually seen like this happen, like, not on a plane, but you know I've seen kids, you know, have allergic reaction to to things and damn near could die if you don't hurry up. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of more so of just just putting a spin on it for for the on a plane well i mean it's interesting and we definitely will have to see what happens with margo in this new incident um margo's just getting deeper and deeper into this you know black hole i don't know we got to see what happens with margo and that we do the next episode
on this season of District Queen, we um, discussed the topic of children being sex trafficked in America. Um, we talked about this topic because we take this topic very seriously and we want to give you guys some resources. If you need any help or you know anyone that needs help that may be involved in a sex trafficking situation, you can call one 373 you can also text help or info to 233-733, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For more information, go to humantraffickinghotline.org.